My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. I'm happy to be here, and you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Hi, hello. My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to, listen to the podcast. Happy to be here. How are we feeling? How are we doing? Feeling okay? Feeling not so okay? Well, regardless of how you're feeling, we'll do our usual deep breath in. So we'll do a four count in. We'll hold, then we'll do an exhale out. So four count in. And then we'll exhale. Nice. But yeah, it is, you're recording right now in June. It is Pride Month, and you're listening to a very special episode today. Uh, if you're just tuning in just because you are in luck, you're going to get a queer ultimatum rundown of episodes five through eight. Go listen to Davida's show, The Quarter Life Happy Hour, for the episodes one through four. If you don't know what The Queer Ultimatum is, what are you doing? Like, what are you even watching right now on Netflix? <laughs> I'd love to know. Um, if you're not familiar, The Ultimatum is a reality TV dating show that was produced by Nick and Vanessa Lachey. They've also made the popular show Love is Blind. And basically the premise of The Ultimatum is that there are couples who come on and one uh, partner in the couple has given the other an ultimatum. And there is some choices. They can either leave together, they can leave single, or they can leave with their new partners. So they basically, each couple gets to date around, then they move in with their new partners, and then, for three weeks, then they move back in with their old partners for three weeks. And then, of course, there's a finale with drama, and we love it. And yeah, on Davida's show, we went and we broke down first impressions of all the couples. We also talked about episodes one through four, and we're going to talk about now the rest of the episodes. Mm -hmm. And of course... She's here with us right now. Whoa. Welcome to the show, Tavita Joe, host of Quarter Life Happy Hour. How are you? It's me. I am great, guys. I love, almost forgot. So I love the fact that you do that deep breath in the beginning. Because I'm like, <laughs> I start, I breathed out before you said breathe in. And I was like, oh shit. <gasps> so I said, do another deep breath in. And then out. And then now we're relaxed and we're happy to be here. And I'm happy to be here. So thank you, Kate, for having me on. Oh my God, of course. Once again. Well, you know, it's funny, like, me and Davida just, like, have a lot of interest, and we watch the same things, and we started watching this show, and we were like, we should do an episode about this. You were hesitant, because you were like, I don't, I did, I didn't really, I watched the first one a while ago, blah, 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 and I was like, yeah, but Kate, it's lesbians, so it's yeah. fine. <laughs> and what's nice is, like, so the first episodes came out, and then the following week, mm -hmm. the next set of episodes, right. and then when you guys are listening to this, the finale would have happening. already been out, yeah. So, you guys, like, if you know you're late to the game, you can just listen to our episodes and watch mm -hmm. the finale. Exactly. Or listen to what we have to say because, you know, our opinions are godlike. <laughs> they're valid they're and they're so true. Valid and they're true and they mean everything and then you can go watch them. Yeah, show. right? You could trust us. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know. I'm mentally mean? ill and Kate's gay and mentally ill. So, yeah. like, awesome. And we have dating experience <laughs> and we love reality TV. So, we are the perfect people to talk about this show. Absolutely. Yeah, but basically, like I said, we did a breakdown of all the couples, so I'll give you guys a little refresher. So we have our couples, Ray and Lexi, so they have been together for three years, and Lexi issued Ray the ultimatum. And then we have Yoli and Mal, so they have been together for a while, and Yoli gave Mal the ultimatum. 
Then we have Tiff and Mildred, and Mildred's actually been married before, which definitely comes into play. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep. In these later episodes, and Mildred gave Tiff the ultimatum. Mm -hmm. And then we have Sam and Aussie, and they've been together, and Sam gave Aussie the ultimatum. And then, of course, as I called them, our Godzilla couple. (laughs) Godzilla. Because Vanessa's Godzilla. Yes. We have Vanessa and Xander. So those are our couples, and then our new couples mm-hmm. uh, were Ray and Vanessa. Then we have Lexi and Mal. Then we have Aussie and Mildred, and then Tiff and Sam. And then we have Xander and Yoli. So basically, the first like four episodes are like the new couples being together, and then it leaves off on this really dramatic fucking cocktail party, mm-hmm. and that's basically where we're picking up and so, Netflix being diabolical and splitting them into two pa- to, into two groups so they could all talk about each other's partners mm-hmm. and it basically ends with everyone ganging up on Vanessa because she fucked Ray and Lexi's pissed and it's like it's a whole thing it's literally so much drama but Davida I'm gonna ask you this mm-hmm. so were you surprised by any of the couples who like got a, along so well like at the end of the three weeks with the new partners were there any that you were like oh I'm surprised that like so and so is like getting along or on the like inverse are you surprised that any of them like were not doing well and like arguing I was genuinely kind of taken aback that Ozzy was as like confrontational and like argumentative as Ozzy was because when we are first introduced to them Ozzy seems very, like, calm, and I don't know why they kind of reminded me of a queer version of my mother. It's probably the Asian thing, but it's like, I was just like, oh, Ozzy, so cute, and then it's just like, oh, like, why are you, like, so, like, confrontational over, like, the smallest things, it seems like, and completely, like, I don't know, Ozzy just seemed like the type that just ran away from any minor inconvenience, And I understand both sides, like, Ozzy wanted to remove themselves away from the situation, but at the same time, that's not how you handle everything in life. Sometimes you gotta face things head on. Um, So I was surprised by that. I was also um, pleasantly surprised with how easily Lexi and Mal got along, because when, (laughs) this is just my personal life, um, as a Virgo, Mal's a Virgo, I do not bode well with Capricorns, and Lexi is a Capricorn. Those are the the two signs I know because they talked about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I never got along with Capricorns. I have a list of Capricorns that I've dated, and it ended badly, so I was like, oh no, like, yeah, they're supposed to be soulmates, but also at the same time, they're both very, like, the same, they're to the same to a default, to a fault. Yes. Um... So that's why I was kind of pleasantly surprised that they seemed to get along so well, but I didn't sense that sexual attraction or chemistry that I thought they I would, because they both ooze sexuality in different parts. Like, Lexi oozes, like, the big-boobed, like, guy, like yeah. type that everyone, guys and girls, want to fuck. Like, True. She has by far the most Instagram followers out of anyone in the cast. And Lexi, she's blonde. Yeah, like, she's like white, like mm-hmm. she's you know stereotypical. She's that blonde bombshell, and her tits are the main characters of that entire show. Absolutely. <laughs> and Mal's just a beautiful looking human being, like very aesthetically pleasing to look at. And yes. so they're both beautiful in their own ways, but there was no sexual chemistry at all, which I was a little taken aback by because they're both very appealing. Yeah, I feel like, too, when they first moved in with each other, like, in the first few episodes, like, it seemed like they might 
get together or hook up or something. Mm-hmm. And then I believe it was it was revealed during these like last few episodes that they didn't right. ever kiss or do anything. And like I was talking about in your show, I feel like that goes to show like how intense lesbian relationships right. are because even though they're broken up, like if I if my like if I was on a show, right, mm-hmm. my ex partner like did that, like my feelings would yeah. be hurt and I'd be upset and I would understand that I was on a reality show, but mm-hmm. just because of how fucking intense lesbian relationships are, I totally understand why a lot mm-hmm. of these couples didn't become sexually intimate or kiss. Totally. Correct me if I'm wrong too. Like I think the only couples that showed um, any sexual interaction or at least it was either talked about or shown was Xander and Yoli and Ray and Vanessa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. I believe the same. Because, like, Aussie and Mildred didn't kiss. No. Tiff and Sam didn't even no. kiss. Then we have, They like, barely wanted to sleep in the same bed, bro. Like... <laughs> yeah. It was so interesting because I didn't even realize that until Tiff's friend, who was, like, so fucking slay, like... Oh, my God! We love Natasha! Natasha is, like, the rising star of the queer ultimate. I need Natasha to have her own show. I know. We need to have Natasha on the show. hmm And... Natasha was talking with Tiff and Sam, and, t- and <sighs> Natasha was like, well, wait, like, haven't you guys kissed? And Tiff was like, no. And they're like, do you hold hands? And like, they were hold like, her oh. hand right now. Oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. So awkward. Like, yeah. there was clearly no chemistry there, but yet they chose each other to be, like, trial wives, and it was just kind of like... There's, like, nothing. Like, you won't even, yeah. like, hold hands or even, like, cut. Nothing. Like, I'm like, yeah. what is going on? I'm confused. Yeah, and I do think they, were, like, had friend vibes at the Yeah. End. Like, Tiff and Sam were, like, yelling at each other episode one. And, like, like Sam, rightly so. Tiff was being kind of an ass mm-hmm. about, like, needing their dog to sleep sure. in the bed with them. That was insane. But they were, like, joking around and being kind of cute in, like, the later episodes. And I was, like, Very surprised. friend vibe, though. Like, well, it was yeah. it was very, um... I could Platonic. See, you know, but I could see, like, something, maybe. But I feel like Tiff was, like, so, like, attached to Mildred that, totally. like, there wasn't even, like, a, because cause Sam, during that lunch, was, like, Natasha was, like, well, if, you know, Tiff went in to kiss you, like, what would you do? And Sam was, like, well, I wouldn't go away. Right. And like, I was, like, oh, Tiff. Yeah, but Tiff is obviously the one that's closed off because even though Tiff doesn't want to get married, they're still very much in love with Mildred, which I get, but... That's not what this experiment is. Like, you need to figure shit out, so. So true. And then we have, you know, fucking Xander and Yoli literally telling each other that they <laughs> love each other after three fucking weeks. That is so, I'm sorry, that is so lesbian coded. It yeah. was amazing. I was like, oh, oh, God. I like Yoli more than Vanessa, basically. Yeah. She might as well just said that. Yeah. It was crazy. And, like, I like Yoli better than Vanessa, too. I think so does America. But so, it's also, fine. so does America. But it was interesting because, like, too, when they showed us the clip of them saying their love for each other, I was thinking in my head, I was like, right now, like, right now, <laughs> it's, like, maybe two fucking weeks in. Two and a half, Literally. maybe. Like, three weeks is the end of their mm-hmm. trial marriage. So I'm like, you guys are insane. <laughs> and they're still working. It's not like they're with each other 24-7. They're with each other a lot. Right. But they're, they are at their jobs. Right. I don't know. I, I thought that was that. wild. I was like, this is hilarious. 
because just three weeks ago, they both wanted to marry someone else to the point where they issued ultimatums. They both issued the ultimatum to their partner. And now they're over here, like, falling in love with each other. It's crazy. And I'm like, do they think that, are they just, like, blinded by everything? Or is it a different type of love? Like, I, it made me, like, wonder, like, what was their mindset going through that? That's a very good point. I think, too, what was interesting that Yoli kept talking about is that since they both gave ultimatums, they know that they both want marriage mm-hmm. and they both want kids. And when... Uh, kids together, too. That's another yes. thing to bring up. They don't want, like, that bullshit. Have their, each have their own kid. and Yeah, Vanessa, Sanders' partner, <laughs> wanted them to have separate children. And you're, like, thinking, you know, like... Hey, what do you mean separate children? Like, because they're gay? Because mm-hmm. they carry them separately? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is so... <laughs> yes. And, like, my opinion on this is I think that's kind of fucked up. Like, if there's another opinion out there that, like, can, like, make me see another side of this, sure. But to me, it's, like, when you're in a gay relationship, like, I think that's unfair to be, like, this is my kid because I carried it. Sure. Or it's, like, my DNA. I think that's fucked up because, like, there's no other way for you to, like have kids together that like there's no like natural possible way so mm-hmm. I think it's I just think it's fucked up so Xander and Yoli and Yo- when Xander asked them about kids Yoli literally was like what do you mean separate and then yeah she thought that was preposterous yeah. I was like what <laughs> and also that it was fucked up so and, and I also think it's kind of fucked up mm-hmm. so Xander and Yoli want kids together yeah. so it's like a lot of things I think lined up for them absolutely but I do think like it's also like they're on a reality show where they're like dating and it's like an accelerated emotional process. So I think like a lot of things were influencing that mm-hmm. quote unquote totally. love. Like, like are they actually in love or are they just very smitten with the whole like idea? Like the fact that that last night all the couples were together, they physically could not let each other go was gnarly like they were so like they were heartbroken about having to leave each other and I'm like hello like if I was like for for example not saying I side with her at all but if I were Vanessa I'd be watching that like I kind of feel like shit like you weren't like looking forward to coming back to me were you yeah it's crazy too because like they're all gonna watch this back oh yeah (laughs) what are they thinking right now (laughs) yeah and it's crazy we talked about this a lot on your show like this was filmed, like, two years ago. So imagine, too, yeah. like, say, like, you're with your partner, and they're literally talking shit about you from two years ago, and you're watching it now. Well, like, allegedly, cool. allegedly, the reunion was already filmed in January, so it's a little mm. more recent, but shit could have gone down since. Oh, I bet. And, like, I feel like in The Bachelor, too, like, in reality culture, like, oh my God. shit happens off camera. Yeah. And, like, at music festivals and, like, wherever Oh, my God. Fuck, like, what was that one on The Bachelor? That stagecoach. Club? Fucking stagecoach. We're talking about every five fucking minutes. Hell, yeah. So it's, like, clearly things can happen, so I'm very interested to see where the finale takes us. Mm-hmm. But... So now we kind of find ourselves doing, like, it's called the crossover. Oh, God! The changeover, excuse me, the changeover. So all these new couples. They're literally like rats in an experiment going down a different maze. Literally, like, that's crazy. what they're them It's as. like that like movie like switching doors or whatever. Yeah, sliding doors. Sliding they're doors. like my one perfect reality with my new wife and then going back right. to Vanessa, my my Helen Earth. Like literally. Right. Yeah, so they do the changeover so they go back to their original couples. And it's always very interesting to see this. I feel like in the straight ultimatum. Some of them were very unhappy to go back. And then some of them, it was like, I think Xander was, uh, and Yoli, Xander, I think, was unhappy to go back. And Yoli 
says she's in love with two people, so she was not necessarily <laughs> unhappy to go back. Right. But I feel like a lot of them, like Tiff and Mildred and Ozzy and Sam, seem fine going back to their partners. Like, oh, Ozzy and Mildred broke up. Can we talk about that? Like, the fact that, yeah. Oh, good fucking point. Thank you, Davina. No, yeah. Like, D- Ozzy and Mildred straight up, like, Ozzy left. Ozzy didn't even finish out the trial marriage with Mildred. Why were they fighting again? It was so fucking funny. <laughs> well, like, I can't, I literally can't even remember. What were they fighting about? So, Aussie and Mildred were being very passive-aggressive. Mm-hmm. And for me, so easy to clock as a Libra when passive-aggressiveness <laughs> is happening. Yes. Like, Mildred sounded really positive and happy. And then she asked Aussie to do something. And then Aussie got upset. Mm-hmm. And then Aussie said, you always try to make me look bad on fucking camera. And I was like, whoa, like, fucking, like, third dimension, like, call out. Yeah. And then, like, it just escalated. And then Aussie was just like, I can't fucking do this. This is for my mental health. And then. You could um, also clock, too, how systematic Aussie was in packing up Aussie's shit. Oh, yeah. This is not the first time Aussie has done this, y'all. You could you could tell. Aussie had this blue. I can literally tell you the colors of it. It had this blue <laughs> backpack with, like, green yes. in it. And it was their, like, escape go backpack. Yes. Whenever they would have a fight with Mildred or with Sam, especially yes. later on, they would pack up their little <laughs> And then go. And then go or sit outside and then go. <laughs> And it was just, like, it was... Straight up temper tantrums. And writing the note to Mildred, like, couldn't even, like, text her or call her. Had to, like, be dramatic as fuck and write a note. I thought that was so... Hello? Shitty to not even do that in person. Yeah. Like, like, avoidance. I like Aussie still. I think they're going through some trauma, which we'll talk about Mm -hmm. later. But I, I feel like... That's so shitty. I've been with so many fucking avoidance like that, too. Like, who just, like, texts me breaking up mm-hmm. instead of calling me or, like, talking to me in person. <laughs> who are you talking about? <laughs> right? Like, which one? Yeah. Know? Which one am I talking about? Mm-hmm. But, so, yeah. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Good fucking point to be that this is why you're I here. completely forgot about it, too, because I re- I'm remembering during the um, changeover, like, Mildred was just like, well, um, I'll be <laughs> dipped out. I was yeah. like, well, my trial partner left me. Left, literally. And even Tiff brought up a good point. Like, Tiff was like, Ozzy, what the fuck? Like, what if this was a real marriage? You're just going to walk out? And I, that, that definitely raised some, raised some eyebrows, mine included, because I was like, damn, like, Sam, are you listening to that? Because, like, that's true. Like, I think it's a good point. And, too, poor Mildred was, like, getting, like, triggered from abandonment yeah, and her totally. past. And, like... I just, like, and, you know, Mildred was being antagonistic and, like, mm-hmm. was not, like... Being intense and not listening. Totally, which we will also get into mm-hmm. later. But, yeah, I agree. I thought that was fucked up that Aussie left, like, a fucking week early, too. Like, right. Like, very, like, a lot of time still left. Mm-hmm. So the changeover was intense. And then we have some couples, you know, like going back to each other like Vanessa thinks she's like a changed person oh now. god dude did you notice this when mm-hmm. Xander and Yoli were talking about how much of a great experience they had together they grew really close then Vanessa was like it made me realize I'm ready to marry you like I want you looking at Xander I was like hello <laughs> Yeah. It's all a competition. It was all a competition. Like, Vanessa doesn't necessarily want Xander. She just doesn't want Xander to be with anyone else. And that was always her thing. She thought for sure coming into this experiment that Xander would not fall for anyone else. She thought for sure, nah, Xander wouldn't even look at anyone else. But I can look at other people. And then when she realized, oh shit, like, 
Xander actually really likes Yoli. I could potentially lose Xander. Let me just pull a Hail, Hail Mary. Like, I'm ready to get married now. Yeah. I think you it's made a really yeah. good point in our last episode when you talked about the straight men from the ultimatum getting, like, almost, like, not triggered. What's the word? Getting they, threatened. Yes, yeah. Getting threatened by other men saying that they wanted to date her. And mm-hmm. I think for Vanessa, that's what happened. They got threatened mm-hmm. that Yoli wanted to be with Xander. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's a competition. Yes. I think it's like the narcissism. Yep. And later on, Vanessa's dad makes a really good point. He's like, is it that, you know, you want to be with this person or you just don't want to lose them? I loved ego. when he said that. I was like, dad, slap. And we, it's funny too, like, we can all see these things because we're, like, outside observers. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, for Vanessa, she thinks, like, oh, I want Xander now. Yeah. It's like, no, girl. What I love about this show is when they bring out, like, their friends or their family who are just confused as fuck as to what's going on. Like, they're thinking, okay, yay, like, my friend's on our TV show, but, like, who the fuck is this person they're with now? And, like, what's yeah. going on in this relationship? Because these are, like, real people and real relationships to, like... Like, for example, Vanessa's dad, like, Tiff's friend, like, these, they knew their, like, their friend or daughter and their partner together for years already. So this is a change for, like, everyone in their lifestyle. So it's an adjustment in that way as well. And it's how the side characters and, like, the friends and family of these um, contestants handle it is really something to look at, too. I agree, and it was inter- it's always interesting to me, too, to see how they act with the new partner and then the old <laughs> yes. partner. Yes. Like, for me, that shit would never fucking work. Like, my Dude. parents would not. Like, what about you? Would your parents be like, oh, cool, you're going to the show, I'm going to meet your new partner for three no. weeks? No, Juanita would be like, <laughs> my mother would beat my ass. She'd be like, who are you? She'd just swat me away. She'd be like, are you a slut now? I feel like now, um, my dad would literally just be like, I don't fucking care. Like, what is this? It's just interesting because we got to see my favorite part with the families was Lexi's parents with Mal and then Lexi's parents with Ray, like seeing the differences there. Yeah. Like, it's so funny too, because if you listen to the last episode, you'll know that Vanessa and Ray were sexually intimate. Barely, I feel. (laughs) Barely. Literally, there was some penetration, and that's what happened. That's what was said in the show. And Ray texted uh, Lexi after the fact. Which I wouldn't recommend if you're in this type of experiment. Or outside the experiment. If you're, you know, casually hooking up with someone, and you're telling your hookup, like, every, like, no one wants Mm -hmm. to know all these, unless you've an established preset agreement. No one really wants to know But they things. were broken up. They were broken up, and it was just so stupid. And so, like, you know, Lexi's parents are vibing with Mal, and then, you know, you cut to, like, Fucking. Lexi's parents' dinner with Ray, and Lexi's literally, like, ranting away, like, <sighs> you were being sexual with <laughs> other people in front of her fucking parents. Oh, my God. You could also tell that her dad was, like, her dad was like, I don't want to be there. Dad- I didn't want to be there either. Yeah. I was like, I'm about to fast forward through this <laughs> shit. Like, I don't care. Because, like, Lexi was fine, but then she just could not get over this one thing with Ray and Vanessa. And, like, I get the experience is hard, and it's like, it may be something that may take a little bit more time to get over. But at the end of the day, it was, like, what did you expect? I don't know. That's what started to get me irritated as well, because... 
And we're not even exaggerating, guys. Like, literally <laughs> every time Lexi got screen time, she was screaming, crying, throwing up about the hookup between Vanessa and Ray. And Ray was like, it didn't really mean anything to me. I'm sorry. Like, and I get it. Like, that stuff can be hard to get over. But it was like, she just kept talking about it. And it was just getting so annoying. And I was bored. What I noticed about the bulk of Lexi's screen time once her and Ray got back together was that most like it was a lot of Lexi talking about Vanessa and how much she doesn't like Vanessa like we get it none of us like Vanessa no one not (laughs) if someone likes Vanessa let me know but it's not our entire personality these last four episodes like that's all I heard from her yeah correct me if I'm wrong but like no I agree and I think a lot of people were like in her comments like why are you so worried about someone else in your relationship right and I do think there's some these are the questions I want answered at the reunion yes I'm like why just couldn't you just like clearly Vanessa's living like rent free in your head Mm -hmm. and it's like I think that happens sometimes in like real relationships right like maybe like, in a straight relationship, like, a girl is threatened by, like, a friend that's a girl for a guy, or, you know, even in, like, lesbian relationships, like, some lesbians are friends with their exes, so, like, I feel like that is, like, a very real thing in relationships of, like, someone else Mm -hmm. really affecting, like, how things are going. Sure. And if you're Yoli, Mal, and Yoli and Mal, you have a whole other person who your partner's in love with. And that was really interesting about the changeover. Like, what did you think about all that? Like, Yoli telling Mal that, like, she was in love with someone else and Mal just being like, okay, this is happening. Like, what did you think? Dude, that was so fucking wild. I was like, Mal? (laughs) The way Mal was just so like, okay, I still love you. Make a choice. (laughs) I was like, oh God, okay. I did notice though, I did see a TikTok. And I didn't even notice this when I watched. Yeah, let me hear the it. editing? Guy, come Wasn't on. The Netflix. Yeah, I'm on Netflix. <laughs> Jesus too. Christ. Like, literally, you're you're watching Mal and Yoli's like talk or argument or whatever, and it keeps switching from Yoli with makeup to Yoli without makeup. Yoli with makeup to Yoli without and I'm like, okay, okay. These are two conversations blended together. So like who knows what's right and what's up and what's down at this point. Yeah. But Mal was just fucking, like, she was just laughing at this point because she clocked it from the very beginning. The first thing Mal said was, Yoli falls in love with whoever she's with. Yeah. She waters whatever grass she's she's with. Yeah. Yeah, Or whatever garden, whatever the analogy was. Mm -hmm. And I agree. And, like, clearly that that fucking happened. Obviously, yeah, that clearly fucking happened because she ended up falling in love with Xander and she told Mal that. And now... It's it's unprecedented that you're in love with both people because mm-hmm. even in the straight ultimatum, no one's no one none of the new couples said they loved each other. And I feel like none of them were like, I love both people. Right. And I feel like, you know, here's where we have maybe perhaps another queer element. Like mm-hmm. maybe Yoli is polyamorous. And this but this is a monogamous oh, a monogamous show. Totally. So it's like that's an interesting layer, perhaps that's happening, but also too, it's a reality show, so it's like maybe like it's just the like setting of the show that it's like monogamous and that's like the conflict. But totally, I it was interesting, and I don't know what I was going to say. 
Oh yeah, the, about the ending too. I thought the part where Yoli asked Mal for a hug was like a weird point. Like in the middle of the argument, Yoli's like, can we hug? And I was like, what? That's the worst thing to ask right now. Literally. I was like, why is this so awkward? Like imagine like your partner of three years saying that they fell in love with someone else in a span of three weeks. And then they're just like, can I have a hug? I'd be like, no. I'd be like, no, not right now. Well, then, like, Mal gets really upset, rightly so. And she's like, do you want these N-words to die for you, Yoli? Dude, he, when she said, when they yeah. said that, I was like, I was like. They fucking went there, which is true. Like, they were like, I mean, there's a point there. Like, Yoli, do you want these people to tell you how much they love you and just right. wait to be chosen? Mm-hmm. And. Xander later on said, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to wait anymore to feel like I'm chosen. Like, you need to make a decision. Wild. It was, it's been, like, it was a crazy time coming back from. I was like, when did Yoli become the Bachelorette? Like, come on. Like, let's fucking go. Crazy. But yeah, the other couples also had some contention. Tiff. Tiff, Tiff and Mildred, Mildred fucked immediately. They, which we knew, we expected. We they, did expect. They were just ready to both just tear each other's clothes off, which makes sense because Mildred did not touch Ozzy, and Tiff did not touch and did not touch Sam. So no. obviously that ca- sexual chemistry came back. But then you wake up the next morning and it's post nut clarity, and you're like at each other's throats in the non fun way. Oh, and let me tell you guys, Mildred and Tiff, one thing they're going to do is they're going to fight and Mildred is going to interrupt. Mm-hmm. And let me get your opinion on this too. Please. Please. You know, there was an awkward moment when Mildred was talking about being interrupt interrupting others and then she said that, you know, she grew up Latina and that like people talk over uh-huh. each other. And then uh, Tiff was like, respect has no race, which is, like, true. I do think there are differences in cultures, but, like, I do think, like, I I, I feel like, too, interrupting is rude. Mm-hmm. Especially in, in an argument, I... it's different. Like, maybe at a family dinner, that's how it goes. Like, and I'm not Latina, I can't speak for that experience. But, like, I didn't think that was, like... You know, I feel like that was, like, kind of a low blow to, like, mm-hmm. blame the argument on being Latina. The, the identity. But then again, I'm a white person, so I can just shut so, the fuck up right now. <laughs> so, it's, no, you're, you have, you still have valid opinions. Like, I'm half white. I'm half Filipino. Filipinos are the same way. Yeah. Filipinos are the same way. I've noticed um, Italians tend to talk over as well. And Latinas. Like, that's fine. Like, that's a... That's, I, I completely, like, when she said that, it was just, like, I get, I know what she's saying, I know what she's probably, she means, but it's a blow-off. It's a total, like, BS reason to be interruptive. Like, my mom, growing up, would yeah. say it all the time. She'd be like, it's just Filipino culture for us to just talk over each other and interrupt and not really listen. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of life is that? That's why, I, like, growing up, it was very hard to get through to my mom. Mm. Because she wouldn't listen. She would just talk over me. Um, And same thing with, like, my whole, like, Filipino side of the family. Like, that's kind of how it was. And it's not not at all. Not any part of me is saying it's, like, healthy or right. If anything, it's the opposite completely. It's a complete, like, like, it's a a cop-out of an excuse onto the flaws you have as a person. The flaws you have as a person. Yeah. Like, I mean... Respect should be reflected no matter what race you are, no matter what gender you are, no True. matter no matter what you are. Um, so I do get when Tiff said that, that part they were spot on about. 
it just, yeah, it did make me feel really, like, uneasy when Tiff was, when Mildred was just like, well, I'm Latina, so it's just how we are. Like, no, no, no. Don't blame your ethnicity or your culture for your character flaws. And I think, too, like, maybe, like, like I said, like, family dinner, like you said, people, like, talk over each other, but I feel like in an argument... In a relationship... You kind of do have to listen. Yes. You kind of have to take turns. I think that's just how it has to... Especially if it's a very serious conversation or argument but that's just you know but I'm you know I'm glad we discussed that on the show Mm -hmm. because I'm glad you brought it up that was like I was like well this I was like this took a turn and I do like how this show doesn't like like uh fear away from talking about race like Mal talked to Lexi when they Mm -hmm. first started dating and Lexi's white Mal's black and Mal's like have you dated a person that like looks like me before it's a very very valid like thing to bring up yeah I feel like Lexi's answer was kind of a little like colorblind she's like i only noticed that you were mask first i'm like okay did she say that yes she did i was like jesus i didn't even see your skin tone i just saw the short hair literally it's like (laughs) oh let's be so fucking for real yeah but um but you know so i do like that about the show but yeah fucking mildred and tiff were just like fighting all the time and it was then oh my god let's talk about this so they're so this is like maybe like some after some scream time they've gotten after the sure. fight and they're just they're like I just want to like talk I just want to have a night in <laughs> which that was so funny before the context of this so Mildred's talking about her ex-wife <laughs> oh yeah and she's like <laughs> okay she's like <laughs> I wasn't even in love with her <laughs> when we got married and then she keeps talking, and Tiff's like, wait, 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 like, what? Like, you weren't in love with your ex-wife? And they're like, and, and There's no like, saving this now. Yeah, Mildred's like, well, you know, like, we were business partners. <laughs> and Tiff's like, you got married for business reasons. Married for business reasons, for real. When yeah. she said that, I was like, so wait, you're telling me you want to marry Tiff? So you're saying you you just want to marry her? You might not be in love with her, or yeah. you just want to you don't want you you might be in love you're not in love with them. Like what's going on? So it's like yeah, it's that layer, and then on top of that, this too, isn't a good look. No, we talked about this in Davida's episode. They like have broken up once every almost two weeks. <sighs> so what did you think about like that whole thing about the marriage being Yo, up for love? I was so confused then because I was like, then what are what are you marrying for? If you are married, if you married someone already, if that you don't already that you don't love, okay, then what what's the point in like getting married again? I don't know. Like, it just kind of threw me off a little bit. But yeah. the conversation I thought you were gonna bring up with Tiff and Mildred was the one about uh, Mildred's son. That was what I was gonna say. Okay, I'm going to hell. <laughs> I want you to know I'm going to hell. There's a very very um very colorful very uh shiny chair in hell for me what are you gonna say no like i literally okay i was really high watching these last four episodes i was i was having my little like stone girl fate my my edibles you know they were hitting they were hitting right guys okay (laughs) i'm i'm listening to them listening to them argue and they're talking about like mildred's son 
and how he's like 16 or something yeah. like he's a teenager and Mildred was just like like how are you going to be able to cope like let's say like my son's like freaking out and like we have to take care of him or like he wants to hang out with us blah blah yeah. blah and I'm over here like what fucking 16 year old wants to be like is like having meltdowns at the beach and oh. hanging out with and wants to hang out with his mom like I'm thinking I'm like that's not normal what the fuck and I'm like this kid's fucking weird blah 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 and then all of a sudden <laughs> and then Tiff goes you know like we like there's a lot of things Mildred and I need to work on like for example her son's special needs and I was like oh yeah it's <laughs> like that explains a lot I was like you could have told me that right away before I started making comments like this kid's fucking weird that's fair I, just, I would have said something similar before like knowing like because you know it's valid it's like mm -hmm. why is the son such right a I was point like of contention yeah I was like why why it's a 16 year old like just let him be but like as if you're 16 and you have special needs, yes, it's more responsibility. It's more, like, being on high alert as a parent. Yeah. Um, now I get it. But, like, when before... Like, they didn't even mention that. So I was over here, like, why the fuck do they care this much? I, was, I know. I was well, like, who the fuck cares about her son? How is he relevant? He's 16. He'll be in college in two years. Oh, wait. Never mind. Yeah. I was like, oh. No, it's a good point, though, because they, they didn't really talk about it previously. Right. And Tiff brought up a good point, like... Because, you know, I think he has autism. I think mm -hmm. that's what they said. Because yeah. he has autism, like, um, and just the way our society works, like, he might have to live with them. Exactly. For, you know, his whole life. Totally. And, you know, that's something to think about. Like, if you want to, like, travel or, mm -hmm. like, you know, things to take into time. Things to take into consideration, you know? Like, yeah. in building that family that comes with Mildred wanting marriage. Exactly. And they so. both have dogs. Ugh. <laughs> And the you dogs know. are so the important do in the, the show. The dogs are the children, actually. Like, what if, like, we have to, like, take care of the dogs? Like, and you're gonna you're in a bad mood. It's, like, the most petty shit that they talk yeah. about. I'm like, is this real life? Is yeah. this marriage? It's like, should these people be together? Hmm, like, hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Speaking of couples mm -hmm. who maybe should be together, let's discuss now the, uh, trepidations of Aussie and Sam. I knew this was coming. So Aussie was with Mildred as we discussed mm -hmm. and basically they're an avoidant, right? So yep. like any sort of conflict they run. So Sam while living with Tiff kind of learned that, you know, she deserves like a certain sense of like decency and like respect yes. and like standing up for herself. Exactly. Standing up for herself. And so when Sam got back with Aussie, there was some contention because <laughs> Sam wasn't enabling some of Aussie's avoidance tendencies. And it got very fucking real. But yeah, so like, what did you think about like all that? Like, especially like, we both dated avoidance. Yeah. Did you think that was an, also an accurate portrayal of dating? I was really proud of Sam for speaking up. Because I know when you're dating an avoidant for the longest time, you just fold. You're just like okay, like, as long as, I just don't want them to leave, so I'll just agree to whatever they're saying and just comply to, to I'll just enable their behavior in yeah. this way. But Sam, like, realized, she was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to communicate my feelings. And I feel like that caught Ozzy off guard, and Ozzy didn't like that. And therefore, Ozzy was, Ozzy, like, basically called Sam, like, a mini Mildred or something, and it was just super off -putting. Oh, that's Yeah, right. I was like, uh, what? Like, just because... They now have it, like, Sam now has her own opinion. Like, do you not like that? Like, that's not healthy at all. Like, 
I, and that, like, threw me off, like, really bad. And, like, Sam didn't deserve that either. Like, Sam's the only person on that show, whenever something, like, bad happens to her or someone, like, yells at her or fights with her, I'm like, what, did, what the fuck did she do? She did nothing. Let's, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was like when, um, should we talk about, like, the lunch with Sam's friend? The meltdown or, the like. full, we can talk full-blown meltdown. So, I was gonna bring up, um, you know, how. We got to learn a little bit more about Ozzy's, like, background and their sexuality, which was interesting. They're not fully out to their family. I mean, first of all, an Asian-Australian is cool as fuck. Like, that's something that's honestly, like, pretty rare. So we got to meet Ozzy's brother, who knows about Ozzy's sexuality, but, like, their parents don't. And, like, Sam's never met Ozzy's parents, which I thought was interesting. And I don't know. I feel like family would be a huge thing for me when it comes to marriage. Um, But, yeah... When it comes to that lunch they had with Sam, with Sam's friend, and then they just start fighting in front of her. Yeah, it was I was crazy. like, I was like, Sam's poor friend. Yeah, had is to like go get is like get me another shot. Literally had to go outside and comfort Aussie, but Aussie walked out yeah. and just started fucking tantrum on the on the fucking stoop of the parking lot. Yeah, having a full blown like breakdown. Full like, blown. S- like screaming how toddler they didn't tantrum. Do shit. I didn't do shit. Yeah. Like I didn't do anything wrong. And it's funny because like I feel like I can relate to some of that uh like family trauma like when you feel like you're blamed for yes. everything when you genuinely didn't do anything wrong. I do get the Asian generational trauma yes. peeking through because that is a real thing. Um in a lot of Asian cultures, I actually just watched Beef too. So if you on Netflix, oh, I love Beef. If you, you guys, if you guys haven't watched Beef yet, it is phenomenal. One of the main themes is um, Asia, like Asian American generational trauma and how it turns over generation to generation. Um, so that is a real thing, and I feel for Ozzy in regards to their emotions there, but they need to be handled in a completely different way. Yeah. Yeah, and it was interesting, too, like, hearing, like you said, them talk about, like, their past and their sexuality and stuff, um, and Sam had said that, you know, she had dated someone who was, like, closeted before to their families. Sure. And I've dated people who've also been closeted to their families, and, you know, it's a complicated, like, nuanced issue, like, for me, like, I don't see that as, like, lying or anything, um, or, you know, hiding anything, but I do think, you know, I would never put myself back in the closet. So, like, if I had a situation yeah. like that, like, I could be like, sure, like, we're, I can say that we're friends or something. But I would never, like, for me personally, in my, like, truth, I would never, like, say that I'm straight, like, ever again. I never would have. No. Oh, my God, that. no. But, you know, so maybe, like, for instance, maybe that's why, you know, Sam's ever met Aussie's parents. But I agree with marriage, like, you gotta kind of, like probably have them meet at some point right and it just kind of makes me wonder like where's how is this gonna like happen for them like how where are they gonna go from here like exactly because maybe they'll watch it their family or hear about it like duh like a lot of the contestants on the show probably have like a hundred thousand followers at this point yeah i think this show is really, like, making Aussie face everything they've been running and avoiding from in their life. Yeah. And it, I, this is accelerated therapy that Aussie was not expecting. Literally. Like, and now Aussie's overwhelmed. Uh, let's talk about the scene when Sam and Aussie 
so they have that huge fight. Aussie flees the scene, flees the restaurant. Flees the restaurant, comes back home, flees the apartment. <laughs> I was like, hello? Yeah, like, like they're back together. They're like, oh, you know, today was hard, blah, blah, blah. And then, then they start fighting again. They start fighting again. And then Aussie starts calling Sam mate. And that oh. took me out. As soon as Ozzy starts using mate... It's a bad. It's over. It's over. It's Pat over. Rock. I'm like, how many times am I going to hear mate? I know what you mean, mate. <laughs> yeah, and then Sam was like, why did you just start calling me fucking mate? For real, like, you've never called me mate. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Well, and Ozzy's calling Mildred mate yep. when they were together. And I was like, oh. Like, this is ugly. Yeah. So um, it makes me wonder, like, what... The reunion has for Ozzy because I have a lot of questions about how Ozzy's doing now more than any of the contestants I think. I know I hope they're doing okay. Right! I feel kind of I while like we have been criticizing them rightly so I do feel totally so bad because that was like we were seeing someone being constantly triggered like all uh-huh. the time and I don't know about you like I get constantly triggered but like for me like I've been through therapy so I can yes. like, regulate it so it was really like I feel like some people might be like, oh my god, Aussie was like, like overreacting and all this stuff. But like, that's how it works. Like, mm-hmm. you're just constantly triggered. But like, it's about regulating your body and like totally. moving through your triggers. And Aussie too was like, being like, well, you made me feel this way. Mm-hmm. And Sam was like, I can't make you feel any way. Like, you're the only one that can make you feel the way you do. Yeah. See, the difference is like, with Aussie, like, they are a they're they're an antagonist that we're rooting for at the end of the day. Anti anti hero. I'm the problem. Yep. It's me. Yep. We are rooting for them at the end of the day. But let's switch over. Um, that makes me want to think. Makes me want to talk about the antagonist we are not rooting for, which is Miss Vanessa herself. So actually, before that, I want to discuss the first night when they got back after oh! the changeover. You're so. So much happens in this show, guys. Only because of the fucking awkward ass conversation (gasps) where she asked Xander, (gasps) Did you and Yoli hook up? And And what did you do specifically? specifically, As a lesbian, Catherine, if someone were to ask you that, like, see, I'm I'm your best friend. You tell me when you fucking being a girl and I love that for you I don't ask for specifics you give them to me but like I and that's a slight but I'm never like, <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never digging deep like oh what'd you like what'd you do to her like stuff like that yeah. like Vanessa's over here like like with mouths did you like fuck her and, and like and that's Sandra's really like oh that's really like the only way yeah you really, unless you have extra little things with you right right which... This is actually a good little sidebar. I was gonna say that, like, I didn't know this prior to being in the community, but, like, also, too, like, strap-ons tend to be, like, a very, like, couple thing. Some people get uncomfortable Ooh. when a strap-on used by a couple might be used outside of the relationship. Totally. So maybe that's why Vanessa asked that, because maybe totally. they have something they use. I don't know. What were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say, like, let's, like, breaking down lesbian sex, it's like a science. Yeah. <laughs> it really is, because that's another thing that um, people ask questions about while watching the show. It's just like, well, when they say they had, like, sex, what do they mean? And, like, the, in the straight mind, it's just, like, penetration, penis, vagina, penis, mm-hmm. vagina. Like, they're just like, so what 
counts as sex type thing, which is honestly a valid question. It's like, what do people consider sex in, like, women to women relationships, stuff like yeah. that? and I think, too, it's not talked about in sex ed. Like, no. I don't think people know these They're things. like, a penis goes in a vagina and that's sex. Like, yeah. well, no. Um, and, too, like, porn isn't really an accurate, like, lesbians aren't <laughs> scissoring all the time. Let no. Me, let me tell you guys right now. <laughs> Just fucking scissoring, scissoring barely even, even... Like I, it doesn't even happen in real life. No, I count like a handful of times. Maybe that's happened to me. <laughs> Scissoring is not happening like like you think it is in porn. Okay, let's be so honest right there. Porn is a myth. <laughs> it is. Yeah, they're like aggressive. I'm like, hello. That doesn't happen <laughs> ever. Doesn't. I've never fucking done that in my life. But, yeah, lesbian sex, for those who don't know, is, like, oral, right? You're Mm -hmm. taking turns doing oral. And that's pretty much all it is. That's pretty much it, yeah. You know, might have some extra little fun things in there Mm -hmm. for you, but for those of you who don't know, that's basically what it is. So when when you say, like, oh, I had sex with a girl, it's basically just oral. Yep. Because there's no other way. Yeah. And, like, for guys, it's just mostly just... Stick your dick in and call it a day. Yeah, Yeah. anal, yeah. Yeah, it's like a big, it's like a big step. But for gays, for lesbians, for gays, it's just not, there's no, like, step. It's just kind of like, you just do it. But, like, Vanessa asking for specifics, and, like, Xander's so uncomfortable. I'm like, I just want to take Xander out of this fucking equation completely. And then another thing about them is when Vanessa went through Xander's phone. (gasps) How do how did we feel about like that whole situation? Ugh, this is a good point because I don't know about you. I get like the trust in each other thing with like each other's phones. Mm-hmm. And even if like I was with my partner, I was like, you can have my passcode and stuff, but like I don't know how comfortable I would be just for like a privacy aspect to mm-hmm. have someone go through my whole phone. I just feel like if you're doing that, you already don't trust someone. Exactly. What do you think about that? I agree. No, I completely agree. And honestly, like whatever was sent between Xander and Yoli seemed pretty innocent. Uh, yeah. I, um, I will say though, this was brought up mm. at the cocktail party, which mm-hmm. we can talk about. Yes, we'll talk about that. And Mal didn't know all the specifics right. of what Yoli was saying, which I thought was interesting, and there was, like, a little layer there. Yeah, of course. There always is. Like, unless you send screenshots of, like, what went down in that conversation, you'll, you never know what is exactly is said. Yeah. So, but there was that, and then, so, really quickly before we get into the cocktail party, yes, the balloon, hot air balloon date was classic narcissistic manipulation. Textbook. Open up a textbook and... We met at a taco truck. Yo! And I knew the stars had a line. Oh, that reminds me! That reminds me! What? What were you gonna say? If Vanessa writes and reads one more note... (laughs) Kate? At at the finale, she's gonna take out her name. She's like, I'm sorry. Kate? all that I said on the show. I hope you can forgive me. She's gonna say something. Okay, right going back to the changeover at the dinner, she fucking reads something to Ray. She's like, I really want to share this really quickly. And it's like the most surface level bullshit that she wrote on a piece of paper. And then she folds it up and everyone's like looking at her and she's so proud of herself. She's like, I ate. Yeah, she literally 
how many times has Vanessa read off of a piece there? Three? Two. Two already. I so it was three. It might have been three. I don't fucking she know. She did apologize at one of the dinners. I don't know if she read. I think she did read yeah. some. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there were three. Three. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but then she, like, opened, she, like, read something on a hot air balloon of Xander, and that was literally just to keep Xander under her wing. Like, I, after four years, she must have figured out how to manipulate Xander. She had to have. Oh, well, yeah. And to... I feel bad because, like, we are harping on Vanessa, but I think it is kind Maybe of, Maybe like, she stopped writing so. notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would be fine. And, like, I don't know, like, what was I going to say? I just feel like, too, I can understand writing a note and, compri- like, comprising your thoughts in, like, a well-thought way, but also it does feel manipulative because you're giving a very specific message. Like, why can't you just say how you feel you do it all the time right like and say all this shit all the time so like why is it like right now what she's trying to do and this is a lot of things narcissistic manipulators do is they will take you on an unforgettable experience so you always remember them with that experience really yes like they'll take you like they'll do something with you that you've always wanted to do or like something you'll always remember so then, even if you're not together, like, years down the road, you'll still remember, they'll still be in your head. Ugh, well, that's an upsetting thing. <laughs> okay, you're like, ugh, I hate that. That's so, that's so interesting, I didn't know that, mm-hmm. so that's definitely a tactic. Mm-hmm. Like, think of, like, a fun date you've been on with an ex of yours. Oh, so many. You, you probably wouldn't be able to go to that place the same way. Yeah, I do think, yeah, true. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I think, like, music and stuff is different, but, like, well, yeah, places, you, places hold memories. Places and experiences. Like, a hot air balloon, that's the experience. I was gonna say, you're definitely gonna, every time you fucking see one, you're gonna yeah. be like, well, there you go. Yeah, like, that's Vanessa, or, like, that. I remember when Vanessa took me on that. Like, it's just, it's, it's very transparent. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's very disingenuous, and I didn't like it, but, like, it just made me feel so bad for Xander, because, like, I hope that this doesn't, like... I don't know, she's not, like, caught up in Vanessa's spell in that way. But also, at the same time, I will only be a fan of Xander and Yoli if they end up choosing each other at the end. Uh, yeah, it'll it'll depend. It'll sting if it's, if one or the other picked them and then the other didn't or something. Like, it would just suck. It would suck. But, yeah, so the cocktail party. We'll talk about that. Okay, first things first. I am living for the fact that as soon as Vanessa speaks, everyone leaves. Like, it's a cluster. And, like, it reminds me of the first episode when Vanessa was like, can we all go around and say who we like the most? Oh, that was so fucked up. And everyone was like, no, we're not not gonna gonna do do that. that. Like, Vanessa just goes into the cluster like, so how's everyone's experience with their partner been? Everyone leaves. I was like... Holy shit. Yeah, and then she asked Ray, she's like, are you avoiding me? And Ray's like, no. And they yeah. left, and then they definitely were avoiding Right. Vanessa. Like, like uh, out of respect for Lexi at that point, yes, but I could also tell Ray was just over her. Like, over it completely. And what I also noticed, too, is everyone saw how into, like, how in love Xander and Yoli were. Yeah. They did not hide it. They were. They, they were did not being, hide it. They were being fucking crazy. <laughs> Wait, I have I have a note about this. Let me pull up my notes. It was so wild. Oh like, my God. Yoli coming up to Xander while Xander's talking.
talking to Mildred and then just mouthing and whispering each other, I love you. I was, yeah. and Mildred's just in the middle, like, mm-hmm. Literally, that's what I said. Yoli and Xander saying I love you in front of their partners, basically. Like, yeah. their partners were fucking mad. Yeah. And then, Yoli looking at Xander's finances, Yoli basically saying that. Oh, holy shit, I forgot about that. Yoli was just, like, all over Xander, and then at the cocktail party, the biggest tea happened. Mal was talking with Xander and some other people, and Mal goes, I choose Yoli every day. I choose Yoli at her first. <laughs> yes. When do you choose Yoli? Which is, like, an, wild. Which is an unfair question, I think. To ask one in front of Vanessa. Yeah, in front of everyone. And in front of everyone. Like, I wouldn't be honest. And then prior to that, Xander had told Yoli, I'm in. Like, let's fucking do this thing. So then in front of everyone, they're like, they're like I choose myself. Which is like a slight <laughs> answer. But like, I don't know. That was crazy as fuck to me. And I was surprised Yoli didn't give Mal shit for that. Because I thought that was kind of bullshit. Yeah, Mal. it was kind of insensitive to the whole thing. Like, uh, like. I, I don't know. I just didn't like that either. And I also just didn't like the fact that Mal, like, made it everyone's problem. Exactly. Like, bringing that into the group, I don't think it's good. Yeah. I was like, Mal, Mal, it's, you don't have to do this. Like, it's okay. It was crazy. But they all, they were all having such deep combos at the cocktail party that we couldn't even hear. Like, they weren't even focusing on it. I know. They were like, this is better. They were, like, so, like focusing on the conversation between Mal, Vanessa, Xander, and Yoli about how Vanessa, like, told Mal, like, you know they're talking, right? And it's like, it was, it, it was so transparent when she did that, too, because, and even Mal clocked it. Mal was like, Vanessa, we're not friends. Why are you telling me this? Yeah, it's like you're trying to manipulate trying to relationship. Exactly. Trying to build animosity in Mal and Yoli's relationship, which is <sighs> gnarly. Yeah. Um, so another thing that, remi- that makes me think of that was the scene with Mal's friend and Yoli and Finally. Oh, that was crazy. Finally. The voice of fucking reason. Yo. <laughs> Mal's friend was my favorite. I loved her. She was yes. great. The way Yoli slowly but surely admitted that it's a financial thing for her. Yeah. So basically, like, it was like a dinner one-on-one Mal. Mm-hmm. Mal's friend and Yoli, like, we've been talking about with the parents and the mm-hmm. other friends. And... Uh, Mal's friend had met um, Lexi, too, and was, like, not really vibing with Lexi, which mm-hmm. I kind of loved. And then, <laughs> oh yeah, with Yoli, they know each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and the f- Mal's friend was like, what the fuck are you even saying, Yoli? Yeah. Like, what are you, like, on some she was like, She was like, yo, I'm not gonna lie, I'm tripping right now, and I'm high as fuck. I'm like, bitch, same. Yeah, it was crazy. And, like, yeah, Yoli was like, it's not, it's like, it loves not enough. Like, it's about finances and all of those things, and that kind of sucks to hear. I understand that, like, I totally get that, like, a logical reason. Like, marriage mm-hmm. is not just about love. For me, it's not. Like, it's also about finances and, like, property and, like, like you don't want to marry someone with, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Sure. And, like, all these other things. But, like, and marriage is, like, legit, like, serious. Like, you're bound to someone legally. So I do agree that, like, love isn't the only component in a marriage. But, like... The romantic in me is like, oh, it's kind of sad that, like, it is love enough. Like, what do you think about that? No, totally. Like, I just thought it was so interesting that that is why, like, 
Yoli wants to, like, get married. That's it. That's the main thing, to save up money for, like you said, other things that lesbian couples may have to save more money on than, like, straight couples. Like, like IVF. IVF, That was the main one, like, building a family in that way as well. And she was just, like, telling Mal, she's like, I feel like you're not, like, putting an effort into saving for it and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, that's a big decision to, like, kind of, like, put, like, finances towards that and a ring and a house and like get everything together in that way so what really took me the fuck out too was that yoli had actually looked at yes yes that took me fucking out i was like (laughs) imagine you're dating someone like how much money do they make yeah do i like them literally or like just like the fact that like to me then I was like oh like this is fucking so serious and honestly like I was kind of like not scared but I was like damn like like this is crazy like they've been together for three fucking weeks yes like what the fuck and you're like you're looking at my bank account to figure out if we could do IVF like oh damn okay it's crazy (gasps) but yeah and I mean that's kind of where we end like in terms of the episodes, we we see, we see start Mal. start of the proposals. We do see we see Mal and Yoli, and Mal says something really nice, and Mal basically is like, "I want to do this with you," which is so outrageous. After everything, Mal's still like, "Yeah, let's get married." I feel like Mal's the epitome of like you can do better. Yeah. Oh, like, how the turntables, honestly, because in the beginning, it's like. Yoli wanting to get married, she would have said yes right then and there, and now here's us on a cliffhanger, like, will Yoli say yes? Will she say no? Like, what what's good? think? I think now. I think, I didn't want to say anything at the time, because you hadn't caught up to where I was. Sure. The way it set it up, I think Yoli's gonna say no. What do you think? Really? I think she's gonna say So, there are, there's what I think, there's what I hope, and then there's what spoilers say. <laughs> What do spoilers say? Not good things. We'll have to talk about that after. Yeah. What, what do you think and hope? What I think will happen is Yoli's going to say yes to Mal. Really? Why do you think that? I don't know. Because just the scene of her crying, and then there's also footage of her with Xander. I feel like she looks happy with Xander and everything I've seen. But then why the fuck she crying? I don't know. Maybe she... Is, do you think she's crying because she said no to Mal and she feels bad, so she goes to Xander? Or like, I, think, I think, like, the footage of her sitting down crying is, I think, her saying no to Mal. And then she looks so happy with Xander in the class. Or it could be, like... Or it could be she says yes to Mal, she goes to Xander for closure, and then... Xander ended up saying no to Vanessa, so now Yoli feels bad. Yeah, and to the way it's set up. I Netflix think... likes to fuck with me with their editing when it comes to finales and shit. I was gonna say, because it would make sense if Yoli said no to Mal, because then mm-hmm. we're gonna see Xander say no to Vanessa. Right. Then we're gonna see them together, but that's a good point. It could yeah. be tea to see them together. Exactly. Like, Love is Blind, for example, was so easy to spoil. People just looked up marriage, like, what, marriage records, marriage certificates. I was like, you guys are fucking sneaky. I was like, that's good, though. Um, So they just looked up wedding, like, certificates and shit to figure out who got married, and it was spot on. Like, they did a good job hiding it, for sure. Like, even Lexi, who has, like, a shit ton of followers, these people were, like, nobodies. Um, Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. Like, I think Ozzy still has... Seven, I checked today. Yo, 7K. 7K. And I think Ozzy started with, like, 1K. I was like, how do I, I was like, I have more followers than Ozzy. Cool. And then all of a sudden, you know, reality TV does that. But, like, I think that's what, I hope 
Mal, and I hope Yoli and Xander end up together. There was a scene of them kissing, so I'm a little like, hmm. Mm. Like, we'll see. I didn't expect Tiff and Mildred or Ozzy and Sam to even make it to this point. I was surprised Ozzy and Sam were, like, seen together. It's The, the editing, too, gets me, because it's mm-hmm. like, they show them being so upset in some of these episodes, and yeah. they're like, and I'm ready, and I don't want to lose them, and I don't want to lose her. And it's like- I can't listen to anything the fucking previews tell me. Yeah, Any, I don't I trust mean, them. <laughs> guys are, like, really just splicing shit together. Yeah, literally. I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see how it all plays out. It will. Basically. It will. It's like, it's like when Love is Blind takes, like, the fan favorite couple we know is gonna make it and, like, tries to, like, paint it as if it's, something's bad's gonna happen. It's like, no, no, that's not how it's gonna work. So, yeah, it ends there. So... Now it's the reunion and the finale. Well, if you know me and you come on my show, you know that for every new guest, I love to guess their zodiac sign. And I was on TikTok, you know, scrolling away. Doing your scrolly scrolls. Do my scroll scrolls, of course. And I've just been, like, obsessed with the ultimatum, so I've been mm-hmm. getting that on my free page. And I saw a lovely TikTok of everybody's chart on my feed. <laughs> and okay. Like, we love that. And so yes. we're, and I didn't really look look at it, and I have a terrible memory, so slay. Perfect. So we're going to guess some of the members of the Ultimatum. We're going to guess their Zodiac signs. Okay. So we know. We know Mal's a Virgo. And we know. Lexi's, Lexi's a, Capricorn. a Capricorn. Which is interesting already. So that's pretty, honestly, good. I would have probably guessed. Let's guess okay. Aussie. Holy shit. Avoidant person scampers away. Feel like very quiet. I'm guessing water sign. I feel like they're a Pisces. I don't know why. I yeah, Pisces vibes. I'm getting Sag vibes. Sag from Aussie. A little bit fiery, very like fly by the seat of their pants type. Should I reveal? I'm so wrong. I feel. Oh my god! Are you so ready? This is gonna make so much sense. Is it though? They're a Gemini. Oh duh. No fucking wonder. Like, they're so nice and fun with Mildred, and then it's, like, avoidant. Takes over. Duh. I feel like I... That makes this sense. This is so funny. I'm realizing this right now. I... All the Geminis I know and are friends with are fucking avoidance. Like, all That my makes friends. sense. My dad. Oh, my God. My dad. Oh, my God. Geminis are avoidant. Oh, my God. This is a revelation for me. <laughs> this is important. Literally, two of my girl besties are Geminis, and... Love them so much. I love them right. so much, but they're so, so avoidant. Oh my god, that makes sense. Not with me, but with like romantic. Yeah, romantic relationships. This is so interesting. What do you feel about that? It checks out now that I think about it. It's not so. Funny. Okay, give me another one. I could do better. Okay, next one. Mildred. Okay, okay, Mildred. I think fire sign. Total sure. fire sign. I'm gonna go. Okay, so it's either Aries, I'm feeling Leo, Sag. Oh, Aries could be a good one. I think Aries could be a good one too. I'm thinking, I don't know why I feel Sag in my bones, but Aries would make sense as well. I feel like Mildred's just like a very charismatic, like outgoing person. Yeah, and she like has tattoos and stuff, and like just seems like I feel like all the fire signs I know yeah. have tattoos. It's giving April Aries. I'm Ron. We're both Ron. Fuck, not a fire sign. Fucking Virgo. No way. Yeah, I'm not lying to you. Virgo, Moon, and Gemini. 
Mars is in Aries, so that makes sense because Mars is, no, Mars is in communication. Mercury's in communication, and that's Libra. Saturn is Sagittarius for them. Virgo? Yeah. Mildred? I know. Moon and Gemini, though, so that makes sense. August Virgo has to be. That's crazy to me that Mildred's a fucking Virgo. I'd never clock that. No, I'd never get that. That would be, like, probably one of my last picks. A lot of their placements point towards Gemini. That's fun. <laughs> that sounds they have horrible. An Aries placement on there too. That sounds horrible. Interesting. Mildred's just like a mess with her astrological chart. Mildred's one of me. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting to me to think about. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Okay. Ray. <sighs> okay. Also Ray. an avoidant. I yeah, think. but she's boring as shit. I think, uh, I think water. I'm thinking water. I'm wondering, what's the water signs? Pisces, Aquarius. No, 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 no. no, no. Pisces, um, Cancer, and Scorpio. I can see Ray being a Scorpio. I can see her being a Scorpio, too. Yeah? Yeah, I'm gonna go Scorpio. Fuck, she's a Cancer! Damn, we were so close. We were so close. We were right the water. We were right there. We were were right there. She's not as emotional. She's not emotional enough for a Cancer. She's got her Jupiter and Scorpio. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't know what Jupiter signs. I don't know what that means. Mercury's in Cancer, too, so like her communication. Okay. Um, Venus is in Virgo, which is interesting because Vanessa and Lexi don't strike. Well, Lexi's a Capricorn, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Moon and Libra. Interesting. So I love when I, uh, not love, but like when I get them wrong, I like to see what the other placements are. Yes. They like make sense for the story. Mm-hmm. I would never clock Ray. Cancer. Interesting. Maybe a little bit. Like she does, she does be crying sometimes. She does be crying. Yeah. When she does, it's like a whole thing, I guess. What do we think about Sam? <laughs> hmm. She's gives me Taurus. I could see that. She's giving me She's Taurus. She's like quiet. Yeah. I don't like. I see her as like a water. Taurus or, or like Aquarius, a, like, a, like an Earth sign. Aquarius. Maybe Aquarius. I could see Aquarius for sure. Yeah. Just because she's a tarot card reader. She is Aquarius. Fuck yeah! Cool! Yay. It's because she's a tarot card girl! Her moon's in Aries, just like me. Nice! That makes sense with her communication. Yeah. Um, Mercury's in Capricorn, Venus in Capricorn. Oh, damn. Anything in Taurus? <laughs> no. Damn. Like, she's got fucking four Capricorn placements in this little chart I'm seeing. That's crazy. That is so crazy. Are we missing? Yes. <gasps> what about Tiff? Yo, Tiff is fucking fire. Fire has sure. to be. Leo, I feel like Sag could be. A, I feel like, how oh, would we think? What else is that? So Aries? Mildred was a Virgo. So let's think about that. I don't know why I'm thinking Aries. I'm thinking Aries too. Fucking Christ, Aquarius! No way. Yeah, Aquarius. So Sam and Tiff were both Aquariuses, but like in the worst possible, in two different ways. They call them, like, what is it, evolved signs and unevolved Yeah, signs. yeah, yeah. So it could be, like, an unevolved Aquarius. Interesting. Ugh. I don't know. That that's, that threw me off. Okay. I mean, well, then we have our Godzilla queen. Vanessa? Vanessa. Sag. I feel like. Sag? 
I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I've guessed Sag so many times. I'm feeling Libra. Sorry, but I'm feeling Libra. I can't claim her. I'm hoping not. I'm gonna look. (laughs) Is this painful for you? Is this painful for you? (laughs) Just you wait. Guess what she is. She's a fucking Virgo. You're fucking lying. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. You're one of the only Virgos I like. (laughs) Thank you. Wait, no, she's fucking not. She's a Virgo. I don't claim her. Moon and Pisces, which makes sense because Pisces. I don't claim her. Pisces are slippery bitches. They are slippery bitches. I told my therapist is a Pisces. (laughs) I just found this out recently, and I told her I was like, "You guys are slippery," and she's like, "I'm the least slippery person." And then she went on the social media, and I was like. Like Beth, I know you. I believe you. I'm just yeah. sharing your story. Like you're just a slippery little. Wow, she's a ver. Fuck that. Mercury and Leo, Venus and Leo. So that's where we're getting. Okay, that's where we're getting that. Yeah. But fuck damn, that. She's got her Mars in Virgo. I'm pissed. She is. I think that's it. Let's see. Xander. Oh, oh, that's and Yoli. Oh my god, we have two more. This is crazy. I feel like we have okay. not been doing well so far. We no, really, we, need I, to get we suck. Xander has to be fucking Earth sign. I feel like they can't be anything else, in my opinion. What do you think? Taurus? I feel like Taurus. Taurus? Oh my god. This is horrendous. It's a Gemini. What? Or it's like, it is in the placement of the person. Yeah, they're a Gemini. What the fuck? I feel like the theme for this cast is air and, and Earth. And yeah. Those do not go well together. No, they're not. And, like, we've had water signs. We've had no... Am I mistaken that we've had no fire signs so far? No, we haven't. That's interesting to me. I feel like on reality TV, a lot of times... You gotta have... Fire signs. Yeah, you gotta have a fire sign. And for how chaotic these people are, I'm surprised. I get the Gemini placements. Like, that makes sense. Like, Aussie being a Gemini and then Xander being a Gemini. Maybe I wonder... That's fucked. I'm... Now I'm like, well, it makes a lot more sense. How close was Xander? How close was Xander to being a fucking Taurus? Because I'd like to see. A, I think they're on the cusp. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that would make sense, right? Is yeah. Gemini and Taurus mm-hmm. next to each other? I, 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 I'd like to think Xander's on the cusp. Oh, their Venus is in Leo. That makes so much sense for Vanessa. Oh, yeah, that that makes matches. So much sense. Okay, Yoli. <sighs> so sad for us. Okay, I feel like. Yoli Can Yoli be a Libra? Me, Yoli could be a Libra. <laughs> Can Yoli? Yoli gives me Taurus vibes. Watch Yoli be our only fire sign. I was gonna say, I feel like Yoli could be so many different things. Cause she's totally. So cool. She gives Taurus energy to me so much, and I'm so attracted to her, and Tauruses <laughs> are my soft spot. So I'm gonna guess Taurus, but what are you gonna guess? I'm gonna guess Libra. Oh my god, you're literally what you said. She's the only fire sign. She's Are you a fu- Leo. No wonder. I got, no wonder I gotta I'm go. In love with her. Yeah, no wonder. Because you're in love with Leos too, and they're bad for you. They are bad for me. I can't be around them anymore. Moon and Gemini, though. Okay. Damn. Damn. She's the only fire sign. And a Leo to boot. Being a fire sign around air is good. So that makes sense why Xander and. Right. Yoli are together, fire and air. Yeah, that makes sense. What are the other pairings? But like, Aussie she's a- being a Gemini with the Virgo is right. Is that like a good pairing? I don't know. Gemini's and Virgos are not good pairings. That's what I thought. Air and Earth do not tend to go no. well together. And Yoli and Mal, Virgo and Leo. That's a that's a mix. It is a mix. None of these guys are compatible. 
None of them. None of them are compatible. What I'm calling crap. the cops. Like, like, who said? Who told Joanna Swisher in the beginning of this show to say, you guys are compatible with multiple people here? Who? She lied to who? us. Who? Find me who. Truly. No one. Ugh. Well... I mean, that's all we have for you. That's all the episodes. If you haven't listened to Vita's yet, what are you doing? You're listening backwards. Go listen to Vita's <laughs> episode. And yeah, well, thank you guys for tuning in. You know, should we do like our my final question for you? Why, Why not? Happy to be here, Vita. I'm happy to be here because it's Pride Month. It's the month for all of my favorite people to feel comfortable and safe and be themselves and show who they are. Um, and for me to get ex- have excuses to go to drag brunches, so slay. Um, but I'm just happy to be here because Kate's home and, you know, it's going to be a good summer. And we are ready to live our hot girl shit. So true. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye! Bye.